this season needs to end, but we are only halfway through. Hello, and welcome to Take a Moment, a Bachelor podcast. For Paulina's friends, I'm Annalise. And for Annalise's friends, I'm Paulina. Welcome back. We're here a little bit later than usual to talk about the fifth episode of Clayton's season of The Bachelor. Um, As most of our listeners know, Paulina and I are both in grad school, and we just had a lot going on in the last week, but we are excited to talk about this episode today. Uh, Paulina, what'd you think? I thought it was kind of a slow episode, but I still had fun. Yeah, me too. I feel like not a lot happens this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that what a lot of the internet is discussing is how much of what's going on in the season is Clayton's fault. I feel like the man's just clueless mm-hmm. and it's only making it worse every episode. Mm-hmm. So plenty is his fault but I'm not sure he quite understands that yet, or if he will until like women tell all. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that his social media presence, he's trying to play it off as like, I literally had no idea of anything that was going on with Shanae behind the scenes until watching it back right now. And then you've got people going on TikTok, like Lindsay saying, I specifically told you that she is belittling people for their mental health and she's actually the one who's wreaking havoc on everybody's mental health but she's just telling you the opposite it is kind of hard to know who to believe when people are telling you the exact opposite thing and they're both saying it with such conviction but like I don't know how like how good of a kisser can Shanae be that you're believing her over literally every other woman in the house you know I think he's only believing Shanae because she was the first one Mm -hmm. to like open up about bullying or whatever in the house Mm -hmm. and as you've pointed out she just like she made it up she made up the entire Elizabeth drama Mm -hmm. so just unfortunate fallout from Shanae choosing to be the villain but I think we can both say with confidence that at least he's not picking her yeah historic girl pilot Rachel still here oh yeah oh yeah I if Pilot Rachel doesn't win. I'm going to burn down Eureka, Missouri. Eureka, Missouri. Um, So we start off the episode not quite where we left off. We don't see the rose being handed out at the end of the group date. We jump right to Serene's one-on-one date. Um, So I have exactly one friend who lives in Houston. And when the episode started, I texted him and said, I didn't know that Houston had beaches. And he said, it does not because they were not in Houston. They were in Galveston, which is close, but not in Houston. And Paulina, I don't understand why they keep going to cities and then they go outside of the city to do activities. Do you, can you make sense of this? I really can't. I don't know why they're pretending they're going to other places. And like Houston has plenty of things you could do. Yeah, no, they have one of the um, the best ballet companies in the country. I think it would be really fun to try to get people to perform on caliber with the best of the best dancers. I think that would be fun for me personally. I agree. I agree. It reminds me of when they went to Richmond and they, one of the dates was a debate outside of the Richmond Capitol, which 
yes, Richmond is the capital of the state of Virginia. However, it was also a much more important capital from 1861 to 1865. So maybe we shouldn't be playing that side of it up. Um, <laughs> but they were supposed to go, it was Becca Kufrin and Jason Tardick's one-on-one -on -one date. They were supposed to go whitewater rafting, but the weather got in the way. So they ended up going to the Edgar Allan Poe Museum and neither of those things are reflective of Richmond, I think, having spent like a lot of time in Richmond mm -hmm. in college, both of us, I, there's just, there's such a strong art scene, there's so many more Richmond specific things that you could have done than either whitewater rafting or Edgar Allan Poe, who is much more closely associated with Baltimore. I didn't even realize they were supposed to go whitewater rafting on that date, because it just like doesn't seem on brand for Richmond at all. Like, I don't think you can. I think Richmond has a river, but like. They're just building their own rapids. <laughs> it's Back actually just a... was still, it was okay. Exactly, yeah. It's just a water park that they've built specifically for the Bachelorette. Um, so before we see Serene's date, we get this great shot of Susie, Rachel, and Jill ch chatting about how excited they are for Serene. And Jill and Rachel are just like sitting in bed together, like the grandparents from Willy Wonka. Mm -hmm. And I just like, I love seeing the behind the scenes stuff where we get to see more of the friendships between the women. I like that so much more than Shanae's stupid one-liners. So ABC, if you're listening, give us more of this and less of that. Uh, Clayton and Shanae have the whole Galveston Pier to themselves. It looks like a um like the Texas equivalent of the Santa Monica Pier. It's got some low-key really good rides on it. This looks like a really fun date. Uh would you be into this kind of a date? Yeah, I think this would be fun. It's fun to see how people act in like a goofier setting. Like all these other dates have been so structured and so like even if they're supposed to be lighthearted, like playing football, like it still feels so intense but having a day just to be like hey like do you want to see how many times we can ride this ride like is fun and it, I would have a good time on it it was especially nice to see this other side of Serene who's been so polished and poised in every single group date setting so I really like that we got to see her cut loose and I love that she specifically was like I love roller coasters I was going to ask you how you felt about seeing Serene's one-on-one uh, -on -one date because you've been telling you've been saying for a couple weeks now that you really like her and wanted to see their, how their connection was going. I do love her. Um, I was shocked to see Bachelor Data's time breakdown because this date got as much screen time as any other date in the episode. And I just, it felt like it went like so much faster than that. Mm -hmm. um, I think because again, she... Um, during the evening portion, she talks about how she's had a lot of loss in her family recently. Her grandmother passed away a couple of years ago. Her grandmother was a very influential figure in her life and helped raise her along with her mom, who was a single mother. Um, her cousin, who she was really close with, also died within the last year, and she was about the same age as Serene. So both of these were really impactful. But just, you know, again, a really relatable story. Um, and I think that because a lot of these women don't have these massive traumatic events that they're sharing. And we'll get to Gabby later in the episode, but the fact that Gabby's story stands out so much compared to everybody else's personal tragedies that they're sharing, I 
I really enjoy this shift personally. Like I don't want mm -hmm. a season where Crystal Nielsen is talking about how she was homeless and Becca Kufrin is talking about how her dad died of brain cancer and Tia is talking about how she's not sure if her dad is um, in remission from cancer yet, but she's still on the season. Like I don't, I don't need that much trauma in my crappy reality TV, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What did you think of Serene's date overall? I agree with you. It felt like it went by really quick. And I feel like we didn't get to see as much of them like talking to each other as I feel like we see on a lot of other dates, which might be why it felt like it went by so quick. But I think we didn't get to see them talking because they were just like vibing and having a good time. That yeah. they weren't having any like forced conversations that production felt the need to show us. Yeah, that's a really good point. The one downside to getting these big activity dates is um, you're so busy doing the activity, you just kind of have to go off of the vibes rather than the conversations, like you're saying. I'd say the most important thing that we learned from this date is that Clayton served Budge at Six Flags growing up. <laughs> uh, there you go. I think that that just, uh, that is the one fact you need to know about Clayton. Right. So things we've learned about Clayton so far this season. He really just likes making out with people. He served fudge at Six Flags. He wants to have kids one day. And that's pretty much it. That's, that's your personality. <laughs> <laughs> There's your Bachelor America. Um, I also just, I know that we talk a lot about how bad Clayton's fashion is. I just did not understand why they would give him a brown sweater that has a very distinct pattern to the yarn so it's kind of multicolored with a patterned blazer that has no brown in it I just did not understand this evening look again I don't know who's in charge of him right now <laughs> but they are doing him dirty with his evening looks there's this really great TikToker. Her first name is Olivia. I'm not sure what her last name is, but she does fashion recaps of the show. And she has been saying for like a full year at this point that she would like to try Carrie Fetman, the show's stylist for war mm -hmm. crimes. And I agree with her. <laughs> the one other thing that I found noteworthy about this date is just the way that Serene tells the story about all of the loss that she's been experiencing. Um, there's kind of a trend on TikTok of like playing the music from inside out and describing a core memory being formed and watching the emotion behind her eyes as she's talking about all of the loss and how she's come to terms with it. And now she can reflect on the beautiful moments that she had with her family, like um, going out and seeing fireflies with her cousin. And now whenever she sees fireflies, she remembers her cousin. It was like watching the moment in the movie Inside Out where Riley realizes what the emotion melancholy is. It was just mm -hmm. like, it was so cool to watch. I really, I love seeing Serene on my screen. Always good to have some more Serene time. She's just, she's not going to win though. You don't think so? No. Like comparing this date with Rachel's date, like there's just no way. Yeah, there's it it's gonna take a lot. But we've got we've got some time. That is true. We surprise we, us. Yeah, we're at the halfway point. So we've got plenty of time to change things up. I think she goes far. I just don't think she wins. Mm -hmm. We then bounce to the cocktail party. The women 
try to call out Sinead for her behavior and we see her just kind of sit there and take it. We don't really see her say anything. Do you think this is actually how it went down or do you think that the producers just cut whatever she was saying in response? Um, I feel like Sinead at this point knows that she's winning in the battle of House versus Sinead. She has somehow come out on top week after week. But I think she very much could have just sat there and taken and been like, you guys can say all the things you want because we all know it means nothing. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, especially after last week where she was like, I'm not talking about this. I noticed that she was once again drinking an orange beverage out of a champagne flute. So I think she was once again having a nighttime mimosa. And honestly, that to me is the biggest red flag about her. I think we need to contact Shanae and ask her if she consistently has nighttime mimosas or if it was exclusive to Bachelor filming. I just have questions that I feel would I need answers. But the mimosa question is obviously the top of the question list, right? Yeah, I, I won't ask her about Elizabeth. I won't ask her about drama in the house. I just need to know about nighttime mimosas. <laughs> I just I need to know like is it is this like in college where you go through like your vodka soda phase like uh, I have a lot of a lot of beef with the mimosas um so the women are just kind of chit-chatting at Shanae and then Clayton comes in and asks for the winning team from the group date to come talk with him they all kind of form a semicircle around him and we see Teddy just holding a rose like we never saw her get the group date rose but I guess that's where it came from yeah strange yeah I again we should just edit the shows edit each episode so that we get the rose ceremony at the end the women just all kind of recap what happened with Shanae at the after party and how she told the women to keep her name out of their mouths and then threw the trophy and I don't know did you take anything major away from this interaction between Clayton and the women? No, it just seems like more of the same. He's not doing a whole lot here. The women are talking to him a little bit, but he's just like, hmm, problems. I thought I fixed those. Well, that's what happens when you send the wrong person home. Um, And I know that to some extent, production tells you who you can and can't keep. But I feel like at this point, Clayton does have some, either some attraction to or um, connection with Shanae. And that's why she's still here. Mm -hmm. Because like, at this point, he knows that everybody else hates her, right? Yeah, that has been made abundantly clear by Shanae and the other woman. Yeah, like when even Susie is very diplomatically telling you, like, I do not like this girl and you're still ignoring it. I just, I, nonsense is all I can say. Clayton tells the women, I didn't know she threw the trophy, but at the end of the day, I need to talk to Shanae. So he then pulls Shanae and basically tells her that she needs to apologize for throwing the trophy Um, she leaves his, this conversation with him, goes and apologizes to the women, is kind of tearful and crying, goes back to him, tells him that she apologized and went well. And then they start making out what, like, how did you react to this whole little series of events? Cause I just thought it was so bizarre. Um, I thought 
her going and apologizing like teary-eyed. Again, another fantastic acting performance from Shanae here. Please do keep her in consideration for any award, any acting award at this point. Clayton, like rewarding the fact that she did what he asked her to do with like making out with her. I was like, oh, so you just are saving face at this point. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. you want her to be liked by the other women because you want to continue making out with her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, all I can think is that she's just a really good kisser and he really likes making out with her because at this point, like literally all they do is talk about how she's disliked by the other women and needs to count for that and then making out. And Clayton's never talked about, like, it's not like he was like really bullied growing up to what we're aware of. Yeah, we've, we've heard him talk about his body image issues, but the way that he described those was it seemed more internally motivated than he was bullied for his, his size and his weight. Um, yeah, so that yeah. was the only other thing I could think of was like, maybe he's been bullied a ton as a kid. And like, he remembers that feeling and he wants, that's like a connection they're somewhat sharing, even though hers is fake, but yeah, I don't no. think that's the case. I think he's, he's really just looking to, to make out. She must be a fantastic kisser and more power to her. <laughs> Yeah, I think Clayton only started getting bullied about two months ago when he was named The Bachelor, so. I, like, full-on believed Shanae when they first started showing her apology. Like, I thought she was being really sincere and was genuinely sorry. And then we see her in an ITM talk about how good of an actress she is and how that was the hardest thing she's ever had to do because she's not sorry. The things that really rubbed me the wrong way the most aside from obviously like faking an apology to get points with ABC's himbo is questionable behavior at best um she just calls the other women bitches and hoes and I just I do not like that no not at all not at all it's like the uh, the Tina Fey line from Mean Girls where she's like, if you guys call each other bitches and hoes, that just makes it okay for the guys to call you bitches and hoes. And basically feminism has taken a step backwards as a result of Shanae. <laughs> um, how much of Shanae's behavior do you think is her acting organically slash of her own volition? And how much of it do you think is producers like getting her to say these things? That's what I'm trying to figure out because we have to remember that Shanae wasn't the OG villain. It was Cassidy who had coached Shanae through a singular episode and then Shanae just ran with it. That's a really great question. Do you think that they anticipated Cassidy being on longer? I think so because I, I feel like had Cassidy stayed like an episode or two more, Shanae wouldn't have they would have like tag teamed it and it would have been like a lot easier to watch than Shanae and Shrimp and weird acting ITMs. Yeah, they definitely could have done like a like a dynamic duo of being like lower level villains for sure. Mm-hmm. So we get to the rose ceremony. We get some more narration from Shanae. And once again, I would just like Shanae to stop. She says that her, she's really sweaty and specifically says my vagina is sweating and I don't need to know that. 
<laughs> we say goodbye to Sierra, Jamie, Lindsay, Spears, and Jill. So mm -hmm. kind of expected here, I think. Yeah, Jamie, Lindsay, Spears was fun. Almost her. And Jill, I feel like we never learned too much about. Um, Sierra, I will miss. I will miss Sierra a lot, but I will see her on Paradise. I'm positive. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you you don't get having you tell The Bachelor, don't be stupid as you're leaving, left in the edit and not make it to Paradise. So I hope she gets to form a connection. I feel like she just spent most of her time like going to bat against the villains and not as much time forming a connection with Clayton. So hopefully there'll be somebody a little better suited for her in Paradise. Mm -hmm. We also get some footage of Shanae bragging about how she sent another bitch home and she's, you know, she's clearly very competitive. She wants to go far and she wants to win. But again, I don't think she has any real interest in Clayton. I think she just wants to go as far as she can. Yeah. They announced that they are actually going to take things international and they're going to Toronto. They're going international again. First they went to Texas. Now they're going to Toronto. Yes, I'm sorry. Silly me. First they went to Texas and now they're going to Toronto. <laughs> Have you been to anywhere in Canada? When I was like younger, we went on a trip, but I don't remember it like at all, except that I got some like boxer shorts with like a bear on it. Oh, cute. pajamas. <laughs> That's really all I remember from my trip. But I'm going to Canada for a wedding in like a year. Oh, that's so fun. I would love to go to Canada. Um, I'm a big hockey fan. So like, you know, I could go to Toronto and probably see the Caps play if I go at the right time. Um, what I really liked about the Canada montage, they show this fountain outside of I'm not sure if it's outside of the hotel or just like in Toronto and it's got little dog statues as the spouts. Mm -hmm. It was really cute. And it was foreshadowing for uh, Gabby's one-on-one -on -one date. Uh, Paulina, did you ever meet Sarah Kay in Alpha Kai? She was Bitsy's big. Yeah, I think I met her during one like homecoming. I think Gabby looks just like Sarah. Um, and Sarah is one of the best people I know. She's currently doing her pediatric residency at Georgetown. So good person to look like Gabby. Good job. Oh, good. good job. They do like stereotypical Canadian things, including playing street hockey, which why couldn't you just go play ice hockey instead? Was there anything from the day portion that really stood out to you? Not a whole lot. Again, this... The, all the dates on this episode felt pretty like tame mm -hmm. daytime wise like they seemed like they were vibing well but like I didn't feel like we got a whole lot of conversations with them I'm just remembering Gabby petting the dog that was like really my big takeaway from Gabby petting the <laughs> dog day. is the hero that we don't deserve but definitely the hero that we needed right now it was just so sweet and we get the great moment of Clayton using both of his hands to scratch both of their heads, the dog's head and Gabby's head at the same mm -hmm. time, just loved it. And I think that that really speaks to Gabby as a person. She's just a good, nice, cool, funny, goofy person. Mm -hmm. During the evening portion, Clayton actually asks a good question, which is mm -hmm. a first for him. Um, he basically asks Gabby kind of playing off of something that she said earlier he asked her if 
she feels like she doesn't deserve love because of something that happened to her in her past. And she talks a lot about her relationship with her mom. She basically says that growing up, she didn't feel like she had a secure relationship with her mom. Her mom would oscillate between providing a lot of physical affection and then withholding her emotional support. And at some point, Gabby felt like her mom just didn't really love her anymore. And it was just, we've never really seen anything like this on the show before, I don't think. Can you remember anything comparable to this? No, definitely. This felt like a very real concern in her life. And I feel like we mostly hear about people's like great relationship with their parents. And that's Mm -hmm. why they're on this show. And I think the closest thing we could compare this to would be like Dean. Yeah his relationship with his dad but even that is so much different than this yeah absolutely dean's relationship with his dad is more just his dad made a lot of lifestyle changes that caused him and dean to just go on completely different paths whereas gabby says if my mom could stop loving me why couldn't anyone else which just that Mm -hmm. was heartbreaking I did feel like Clayton following up with, do you want to repair your relationship with your mom? I'm sure it was a genuine question that he wanted to know about her, but all I could think was they're trying to figure out if they can get this girl's mom to come to a hometown date and continue to exploit this relationship for drama. And Hmm. Gabby just deserves better, but she does deserve much better. Gabby gets the one-on-one date, Rose, so we will be seeing more of her, and I just, I really like Gabby. You really called some good ones here, Paulina. I've, it's just, it's just an energy. She had a good one. We cut back to the house, and we see the women who will be going on the group date. It is Rachel, Sarah, Serene, Marlena, Susie, Hunter, Eliza, Teddy, and Mara. Um, Susie's reading the date card, and she kind of says Eliza's name like the name Eliza is sung in Hamilton and I don't understand how she doesn't do this every single time because that would be me (laughs) Genevieve does the math and she's like oh crap I'm on a two-on-one with Shanae and you can tell that Genevieve is very much a student of the show she knows that this means she's not gonna win she knows that this isn't going well Um, but the other women go on their group date, which is a roast. Paulina, you were very excited about the roast date. I was very excited about the roast date because Sinead is not on this date. So we're not going to have to hear Sinead make some shrimp roast or whatever. We just get to see the woman be creative and drag Clayton like he deserves to be dragged. (laughs) I thought, yeah, I thought the Clayton roasts were the best roasts, like, they're very pointed. I liked Susie calling him a bench warmer. I thought that was really funny. Um, my mm-hmm. favorite roast was, I'm sorry, I'm not familiar with who the guest was. He's apparently a Toronto-based comedian. Um, but as soon as he walks up, he points out that Clayton and Jesse Palmer are the 1.0 and 2.0 versions of each other. And I was like, yes. What so did good. you think overall of the quality of the roasts that they produced? I thought they were pretty good. It was a lot better than it has been in past seasons. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, the biggest beef here with the roast was between Sarah and Mara. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know who actually went first. Yeah, that's a good point. Because like I just assumed it was in the order that they showed it. But you're probably right. It probably wasn't. I don't remember where I saw it. Somewhere on 
Instagram that Mara had actually made even more jokes at Sarah's expense that were more like racially motivated and she has like since apologized they've like come to like an understanding that like she took things too far or whatever was this Mara in addition to Marlena or was this just Marlena I think it was Mara in addition to Marlena I think it was a rough time for all but I would have to I'd have to double check and I don't remember which where I found this but it was hard to see because I was like I get that Sarah's an easy target because she's like young but this is supposed to be fun don't go making it like it's like a personal attack it's not the point of the roast I mean it is but it's like everyone's agreed to a personal attack yeah exactly it's all fun and games when it's based on personality and behavior and stuff like that it's not okay when race gets brought into it and that was the um that was the criticism that Marlena got this week she posted some of the jokes that didn't make the cut on her Instagram or her TikTok or something uh one of which was a uh, a happy ending joke about uh Sarah who is part Vietnamese um so just an inappropriate racially based joke she has since apologized for it um you know it's not really our apology to accept so I'll let Sarah and Marlena deal with that drama but yeah it sucks if Mara made a similar joke too we get to the evening portion of the date uh we see a few of the women have their one-on-one time Susie does like a nice roast of Clayton which I thought was funny and clever and like we can really a honey roast <laughs> a honey roast oh I love that um it's so clear that the producers are like pushing for her to go far because they like get her a nice little microphone get her the one-on-one time with Clayton but that interaction compared to Rachel and Clayton's interaction like I literally have written down here discussion if Rachel doesn't win how (laughs) they just have ridiculous chemistry and it's them like cutting each other's sentences off to like stare into each other's eyes and I think again he's he's like I don't stop thinking about you yeah he says in an ITM it's getting to the point where she's pretty much all I think about he's basically like that's it that's that's the game we're done here we don't need to see the rest of the show like he's picking Rachel which makes me interested to see how he's going to go from this to saying he's in love with three women oh yeah yeah we'll definitely go in depth about the um the promo for the rest of the season at the end of the recap mm-hmm. but like this is gonna be messy because right messy. now just it just seems so obvious you're like there's no one that's matching what he has with Rachel exactly yeah yeah um the only other beef I had with this portion of the evening I love Eliza I really want good things to happen to her mm-hmm. I need people to stop doing shots of maple syrup without bourbon on Canada themed dates they don't do that in Canada like you can have a maple syrup shot if it's paired with bourbon or whiskey or something like that but you don't just drink maple syrup in Canada I just I don't understand it's it's something you feel passionately about okay when you get go to Toronto go watch the the maple leafs and the caps play each other and you will have a maple syrup and bourbon shot We'll do a bonus episode of the pod and everything. It'll be great. (laughs) 
Um, I thought it was really interesting that Clayton was allowed to give Rachel the group date rose after she got her one-on-one last week and got the rose there. Did you read into this at all? Mm, Not really. I think it's just, again, Clayton is clueless. He's not realizing by doing that, he's could be putting a huge target on Rachel's back with the other mm-hmm. girls. He's just thinking, she makes me feel good. I haven't stopped thinking about her. She'll get this rose. Yeah, especially when people did such over-the-top activities with him and he literally just like had a conversation with Rachel and they made out. Mm-hmm. Like that was the extent of their one-on-one time. We next see the lead into the two-on-one date I honestly just wish they'd saved this for next week because we like barely get anything out of this little teaser for the two-on-one date Mm -hmm. the one thing I thought was really interesting I'm not sure if you noticed this when Genevieve and Shanae are wheeling their suitcases out Genevieve comes down the stairs from the penthouse that they're staying in And Shanae comes in through a door and what we can see as she opens the door is there's a hotel hallway behind her. So I think they put Shanae in a room by herself and put all the other women in the penthouse. Oh, interesting. And like, on the one hand, I'm sure Shanae was like, oh, this is great. I don't have to deal with all these women I don't like. But on the other hand, that's just further perpetuating the me versus them Mm -hmm. dynamic um so I think that's why the producers did it to make her feel like even more of an outsider but I felt bad for her for about 0.5 seconds and then she talked about pushing Genevieve into Niagara Falls and I didn't feel bad for her anymore (laughs) Niagara Falls also isn't that close to Toronto no it's not it's like an hour and a half away I think yeah (laughs) it's like not like a quick trip so they're gonna have to spend like a long time together just even getting to their two-on-one date and like there's no way Clayton's in the car with them so they don't even get to spend time with Clayton as they're going to and fro so again we bring up the same point we did earlier why are they taking them to these cool cities and then making them go somewhere else Niagara Falls is cool I would love to go see it one day but I've seen it, but from the American side, I've been to Buffalo to visit a family friend and we went to Niagara Falls. It's really cool. Um, But again, why didn't they just go to Buffalo instead? You know, literally, who knows? Um, We wrap up the episode with some quotes from the other women talking about their interpretations of what's going on on the two-on-one date. Susie says, if he leaves Genevieve at Niagara Falls, I will take my relationship with him less seriously, which like, honestly, same. Um, We get Mm -hmm. a great line from Gabby describing Shanae as a succubus. Do you know what a succubus is? No. Don't worry. I looked it up. Succubus. Noun. A female demon believed to have sexual intercourse with sleeping men. (laughs) Gabby, my hero. Freaking love Gabby. And that's how the episode ends. We get a little bit more narration from Shanae about how Genevieve looks like a chihuahua and she's going to throw her into Niagara Falls and hopes she can swim, comma, bitch. I'm so done. I If Clayton doesn't leave them both, if Clayton doesn't leave Shanae behind, I'm 
I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. I don't think it'll be a good look for any of us if he, but as we saw on Bachelor data, villains normally leave around week six. So mm -hmm. yeah, her days are definitely numbered, which is reassuring at least. Mm -hmm. um, we end the episode with um, additional footage of what's to come in the season. We see Clayton ask Genevieve to her face with Shanae right behind him, like a little like nosy mm -hmm. neighbor or whatever, asking Genevieve if she is lying to him and if she's an actress, which is clearly something Shanae has told him. This man is so dumb. What's she He's supposed to so say to that? Like, how's she even supposed to react? Like, do you want her to be like, yeah? I Actually, am. yes, I'm a con artist. Welcome to my plan. We talked about this a little bit last week. Do you have any other opinions about how the two-on-one is going to end? I still think he's he's leaving both of them. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I don't think he has enough of a connection, if any, with Genevieve. But I also think Shanae is on this two-on-one because it's her time to leave. Yeah, I absolutely agree. The one good thing about Genevieve being on this two-on-one date is... I don't think that she would have been a shoe in for paradise otherwise, but now I think she's like secured her spot mm -hmm. for sure. I think so too. We see Clayton going on various dates on the international portion of the season. Uh, we see some waterfall makeouts. We see um, a European city. I don't know why, but I think this is Prague. Um, I know that his final episodes are in Iceland, which will be really cool. And we see him just being really upset with somebody accusing her of like lying to him the whole time. And um, it looks like stuff really goes down in the last few episodes. Do you have a prediction for who he's yelling at so passionately about basically like leading him on the whole time? I really don't know. I've been trying to figure it out, but it, like, I can't think of any woman here that I would have that reaction for. Yeah, it seems like it's at final three because he specifically says, like, I told you I love you and this is how you react, which also nobody owes you anything if you tell them that you love them. So Clayton, just get over yourself a little bit on that front. I think it's Susie. You think it's Susie? Yeah, the way it's cut, it makes you think it's Gabby. So the one thing I know for sure is it's not Gabby that he's yelling at. Um, that's what I, was, I, was like, I was like, Gabby would make the most sense, but that's why I feel like that's wrong. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's very, it's cut like scenes of Gabby crying, scenes of Clayton yelling, scenes of Gabby crying, and they're all at night. But I think that's intentionally to throw you off. Here's what I think happens at the end of the season. I think his final four are Rachel, Serene, Susie, and Gabby. I think the scenes of Gabby crying are from her hometown date because they like get her mom to come. And obviously that's incredibly traumatic. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think she gets sent home after that. I think Susie is um, in third. Clayton tells her that he loves her and she just like freaks out and self-eliminates. And that's him yelling at her, accusing her of acting this whole time. Um, I think Rachel and Serene are the two women where he says that he's, he was in love with three women and he was intimate with both of them. And I think Rachel wins, but I don't know if she's going to like, 
we haven't seen any shots of proposal s stuff which sometimes they don't include that to fake us out intentionally but i don't know if she would accept a proposal like i'm very convinced that's her sobbing on the staircase in the previews and i also think it's her sobbing on the staircase in the previews it's like disney animated cinderella level sobbing like it is Mm -hmm. out of control sobbing yeah i I think i think that's a good guess though i would like i think you nailed it thank you (laughs) honestly you guys can't see but i just dabbed on it um do you have a final four prediction i I think i agree with you on your final four i don't think i have any uh i don't think i have anyone else i would put in there Right, because Teddy burned strongly, but she fizzled out pretty quickly. As a lot of like men's first impression rows do. They like really like someone at the beginning and then they get attention from all these women and they forget to like nurture that relationship. Exactly, yeah. They get attention from all the women and producers don't give the first impression rose recipient a one-on-one until later. And they just like forget. <laughs> Because even with um, like Colton's season, OG Colton, not Colton 2.0, aka Clayton, <laughs> I think it was Hannah G. Was that who received yeah. his first yeah, impression? It was and G. I loved Hannah G. And I wanted to see more of her. And she never got anything. Yeah, no, she didn't get. She and Cassie got their one-on-one dates around the same time mm-hmm. because Clay, uh, Colton lied to the producers and told them that he was picking Hannah G the entire time. So like they knew that he really liked Cassie too, but they kind of put them in the same boat. Mm-hmm. But it's the same sort of thing, like someone that you really like and that you're like, oh, like I see this could work even if Colton was just lying to producers. Exactly. Even as a viewer, I was, I was like, I want to see more of her. And then we just didn't. And it's the same thing with Teddy. Like you have potential and then we just don't see you do a whole lot. Yeah, Absolutely. Do you think she'll be on Paradise? I think so. I think if they, just because she hasn't gotten the screen time doesn't mean that she's not still like someone that fans are rooting for. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I really like what bits of her personality we've seen. I also just am amazed by her hair and would love Mm -hmm. to see more of it. I'm a little bit worried about the Mexican humidity in her hair, but she seems to have mastered it in various climates on this season. So I'm sure she knows what she's doing for Mexico. Shall we get to some of our picks for this week? Yeah, absolutely. Did you, who did you think was best dressed? I honestly left this one blank. Yeah. <laughs> I was no, like, there I hasn't any to. real standouts for me. I picked Serene because I always pick Serene, but I, I actually did think her daytime outfit was really cute. It was like, a white kind of tight-ish crop top and like high-waisted denim jeans um she just looked really cute and casual I honestly don't remember what her nighttime dress looked like but I thought she looked really good there too but yeah not a lot of standout fashion overall though uh best one-on-one time slash chemistry Rachel I was like yeah I, I wish I could come up with someone else just to like challenge you a little bit but no it's Rachel <laughs> Like they literally didn't do anything and you're sitting there riveted watching them. Mm-hmm. What was your yikes this week? Um, Clayton making out with Shanae after she apologized. Yeah, that was a good one. I also had Shanae, but I said Shanae specifically comparing her acting to Meryl Streep. Somebody on the internet, I think it might've been like 
Andrew S from mm-hmm. Katie season. Somebody was like, does nobody in Bachelor Nation know another actor besides Meryl Streep? Cause like they keep referencing Meryl Streep specifically. <laughs> My thought was, I think she only mentioned Meryl Streep because of the Greg comparison to Meryl oh, Streep. Yeah. What about favorite activity from this episode? I love theme parks. I love roller coasters. I love going to amusement parks. So uh, Serene's date, her daytime date was my favorite activity. What was yours? I liked the roast. I liked seeing them get creative. Yeah. A new category for this week is Clayton worse than Pilot Pete. I think yes. (laughs) Pilot Pete just like, I think truly fell for the wrong people sometimes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) AKA Victoria. but like Victoria wasn't super malicious towards the other women while Shanae is truly creating chaos out of nothing. Yeah. Every second that her eyes are open. Yeah. Like Victoria has friends from the show. She Mm -hmm. has very close friends from the show. She was just, uh, she just gaslit Peter a whole bunch when he asked her very nicely if she was a homewrecker. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Clayton's problem is kind of the opposite of Pilot Pete's in a way. Like Pilot Pete kind of fell for everybody about the same and was very easily convinced to pick somebody who he clearly did not love as much as he loved Maddie. Whereas Clayton is like very honed in on Rachel and I think is kind of convincing himself that he even has other connections. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think another thing that we have to take into consideration is like, I fell in love with Pilot Pete on Hannah Brown season. Mm -hmm. I did not fall in love with Clayton during (laughs) Michelle's season. Yeah. So there's nothing that makes me want to forgive his actions versus Pilot Pete. I was like, no, no, I know you can do better than this. I don't know that Clayton can do better than this. Yeah, no, I don't think Clayton can do better than this. And last but not least, do you have any predictions about the end of the season that you'd like to share? Again, I'm sticking with, I think Rachel's the one he gives his final rose to, but at this point, it doesn't look obvious that there's a proposal or that they're even together. If you've heard Clayton do any like interviews recently, he you're saving yourself from having to listen to this man speak more. That's oh, wise. Yeah, I listened to him on Bachelor Happy Hour a couple of weeks ago, but I think that was the last I heard from him. And yeah, dear listeners, don't do not do it. I just like listen to like little like snippets of interviews that he does. And he doesn't sound like someone who is happy with the ending of his season. I agree, yeah. And honestly, he doesn't seem like that great an actor, so he's not Meryl Streep for sure. (laughs) No Meryl Streep energy from Clayton. Um, I was listening to uh, Bachelor Party hosted by Juliette Littman and she pointed out that if he were in a happy committed relationship he would probably not be focusing this much on his season as it's airing. He would be more focused on his relationship and I kind of agree with that. I think he's just like Mm -hmm. He's too dialed into the live tweeting and the apologizing for things that have happened on screen and explaining his behavior to be in a relationship right now. Mm -hmm. Which is 
sad because I'm really rooting for him and Pilot Rachel, but nobody's gonna love her the way that girl loves him. Did your mom have any thoughts this week? You gave me a little uh, sneak peek. I'm excited to hear more. She had lots of thoughts. Oh, I'm sure. Um, first I asked her if she watched this week if and what her thoughts were. And she goes, Was this week where all the girls tell him the truth about Shanae? And even though he hears them talking to her, he ignores them all and just asks her to say sorry. And she goes, if yes, he deserves to end up with her and be dumped publicly when he proposes. I'm so <laughs> over him. No real conversations or interactions. He just wants to make out with a bunch of girls. Yep. And then she was like, yeah, he sucks. Those girls should have walked out on him. Like one of them told him on her way out, don't be stupid. She was polite instead of telling him he is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and that was my favorite line around was she was being polite by saying, don't be stupid. He just is stupid. <laughs> I mean, she's right. She's not wrong. <laughs> no, it was so good though. Uh, thank you, Paulina's mom. And I think that that wraps up our episode this week, right, Paulina? Yeah, I think so too. Thanks for tuning in. Please give us some feedback. You can call my mom and tell her what you think and she'll pass it along to me. You can call Paulina's mom and she'll pass mm-hmm. it along to us. You can make artwork to express your feelings about the episode. You can make a TikTok. You can rate us on Spotify, preferably five stars, but whatever your heart is telling you to rate, we will accept. Mm -hmm. And uh, we do still need to finalize some guest hosts for the next month or so there's going to be at least two episodes one where paulina's out taking finals and one where i'm out taking finals um so if you're interested uh shoot us a text or an instagram dm and we'll set that up Mm -hmm. thanks so much thanks for tuning in we'll see you next week